So welcome back to the Expert Edge. Uh, today, we're talking about you becoming a better coach. I have been a professional coach, uh, trained as a life coach originally for over 14 years now. And this episode, I give you a simple framework that you can use with your clients right away. In fact, I've even put together a download for you so that you can get access to a coaching framework that to be quite frank, I paid about $15,000 to learn, uh, but I wanna give you my version of it for free. Uh, you can go and download it. It's called the, the Grow Framework, and it's all about taking your clients through a process of exploration, uh, exploring. Uh, exploration, is that even a word? I don't know. <laughs> but they get to explore themselves, their limitations, their possibilities, and it really helps to unlock possibility in your clients. So. You can download that right now at colinboyd.co forward slash grow. And that's Colin with one L. colinboyd.co forward slash grow. So download that. But guys, you're going to really enjoy today. Uh, I'll give you three strategies to being a better coach. One of my beliefs about myself is that I am a transformational coach. I'm committed to being a good coach. I think learning coaching skills is a really key part of growing your business, sustaining your business, and seeing results with your clients. And so today, we're going to give a really practical framework. I talk through the GROW model. Uh, I think it's point three. I talk through it. And then I really frame it up with some really powerful mindset shifts that need to occur for you to be a good coach uh, in the podcast today. So make sure you are following and let's giddy up. Let's get into becoming a better coach. Uh-huh. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities, and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So let's talk about coaching. Uh, I think coaching, being a coach, is an incredible skill set that you should develop if you are in this expert industry, which I'm assuming you are if you're listening to this podcast, uh, becoming a very good coach, uh, I think adds an incredible skill set to your courses, your programs, etc. And And uh, for me early on, it was uh, around 2008, I think it was, 2008, I started to do a coaching diploma. So I did, I did a 18-month life coaching diploma where we, where we really learnt life coaching skills. Uh, I learnt NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, became an NLP practi- practitioner. And for me, understanding coaching and the art and, and science of coaching was one of the most enjoyable, fascinating experiences that I'd ever had. And so I wanted to take you through three strategies that I've found works really, really well as a coach. And this is something that I use every single time I'm engaging with my clients. And so I think I'd mentioned, you know, every other week, I do a coaching session with our elite coaching group. And that's our group that really it's an implementation program that helps coaches and course creators put in place a self-from-webinar and self-from-stage strategy so they can really grow and scale their business. And as you do that, there's inevitably going to be questions. There's inevitably 
going to be roadblocks and resistances that come up in you along that journey, which is why I want to be there for my students to help them get unstuck, refocused and re-engaged in that process. And so uh, I know for me just recently, there was one of our one of our students, she came on board and she'd had some success with doing a partnership promotion before. She'd, she'd done a partnership promotion where she'd done over $100,000. She'd ran a webinar with another person who had a fairly big following uh, and together they'd launched a product and they'd done more than six figures in that, in that webinar. And she brought to me this question, this question around, she said, well, I've done it, you know, I did it with this other person, but I just don't believe, I don't believe that, well, she said something like this. She was like, I don't think I can do it myself. And now I could have gone into strategy. I could have gone into, well, let's have a look at the data. How many leads do you need? How many people do you have on, on your database? How many, like I could have went into the data, but I, but I kind of sensed that this was less about data. This was even less about strategy and more about her belief. It was more about what she was believing and telling herself about herself. And I remember, first of all, creating a bit of space for her, allowing her to talk, to talk that out and really just feeding back to her what she was telling me. So what I'm hearing is that you've done a launch before with someone, you partnered with them and you did over six figures. And at the moment, you're telling yourself that you can't do it yourself. Is that right? She was like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. And then we started to explore what was happening in her. And so questions like, I'm really curious, what are you telling yourself about the situation? You know, and so she's like, I'm, I'm telling myself that, uh, you know, that, that I can't do this myself, that, that, that it's not possible to do myself. And we started to explore this, little, this belief a little bit more, you know, like questions like, and so when did you, when did you learn that belief? You know, it's so fascinating. So often we learn these beliefs about ourselves when we're younger a lot of the time. And so she started to explore where she learned that belief as a young, as a young girl. And so we started to explore that. And then we started to explore, you know, what's, you know, what's the truth about who you are? And so we started to explore her truth, which was the fact that, first of all, that she had attracted someone into her life to create a partnership that had done a, a, I think it was a multi six figure launch at the time. And, and then I was like, and what is, so what does that mean about you? The fact that you attracted that. And then she started to explore the fact that if I attracted that, then maybe that means that that's who I am. And, and then we started to reaffirm that, you know, that that is who you are. Like you wouldn't have attracted it into your life if, if that wasn't who you are already. So, in not showing up as that person, who are you not showing up as? Or in other words, in, in not fully embracing that part of you, what's missing? And when it came down to it, what's missing is the, it's, it's the essence of who she is. And so the very fact that she attracted it, the very fact that she created it, even with someone else, means that she, that essence, that truth is already within her. 
And then she went on to run a six-figure webinar herself very, very recently after it and has gone on to build a very successful business in the coaching and the um, expert space. And, and she specializes in a niche, not like unlike mine, but, but she is an incredible individual. And so I just wanted to share that kind of that metaphor story experience of, you know, when it comes down to it, I think as a coach, and many of you would run, would run coaching sessions yourselves, right? In your programs, um, some maybe some of you guys run membership programs, or you run group coaching programs, or masterminds, d- depending on what program you have, or maybe you do some individual coaching. And I want to remind you that the skill of coaching uh, is 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 first of all, I want to I want to frame up this idea is that that coaching and mentoring are different. So you could say that coaching is about asking really good quality questions. Coaching is about creating transformational questions and holding a transformational space for your clients to explore what's happening within them, the blocks, the beliefs, the resistances that are happening within them so that they can discover that gold within themselves already. So coaching is very much a ask-based model of delivery. Where mentoring is a lot more an advice-based model. So in other words, uh, when people come and coach with me uh, in elite or sometimes when I, when I take on a private client, um, I'm doing both. And so what I usually look for is I look for, does this person right now need my mentoring or do they need my coaching? Because I can give a advice, I can give you know, ideas, and that's great. But it's also just as powerful, if not more powerful, if the client themselves can discover a sense of truth, a sense of certainty within themselves without the advice from someone else. I know for me, as when I became a coach, the coaching experience is truly trans, is truly profound because I think it's very rare that you get listened to. And it's not just listened to like, you know, someone listening to you and saying, yeah, yeah, I hear you. That's great. It's, it's deeply listened to. Someone where, where a space where someone reflects back to you what you're going through, what you're thinking, what you're experiencing. And I think that that is what a really good coach does. And so what I want to do right now is I want to explore three strategies. And in fact, the last strategy, make sure you hang around for the last strategy, because in the last strategy, I'm going to go through an entire coaching model that I use that you can install into your coaching experience right away. So three ideas that I think will help you to be a better coach. The first big idea is, is that you need to create space for your clients. And so what I mean by that is so often... A really good coach is someone who is comfortable with silence. They're comfortable with space in a conversation. They are confident in the fact that they know that if they turn up their curiosity, they'll always find a solution. For me, when I first started coaching, I I definitely had a, you know, a inkling of when I would get to a place where I felt stuck. Maybe I was with a, a client. I, like I, I definitely did a lot of career coaching and executive coaching when I when I first started. 
And there were different points where I would get stuck in the conversation. Like I wouldn't know what to say. Have you ever had those moments? And as a really good coach, one thing you need to learn to do is to either not say anything and allow there to be more space, which by the way, is such a profound experience as a client. Like if you've ever had a a coaching experience by someone who's a very good coach and they've allowed you the silence to work through your own thoughts, it's such a beautiful experience. It's such a powerful experience. And, And what's fascinating is if you as a coach allow yourself to be comfortable in the discomfort of silence, usually the client will feel will fill the silence with their words. And that's what you want as a great coach. So uh, a, a picture I always like to have is, is imagine having a big dial on your stomach. And that dial is a curiosity dial. And you literally turn up the dial as you coach someone. And if you get to a place where you get stuck with the client, or in other words, where they they don't know what to do or what to say or what the solution is, you can either say nothing and just sit there. And and I think metaphorically, imagine you're, let's say you're at about a seven with the coaching experience, and then you just have to jack that up to like a 10, right? You've got to turn it all the way up and you just get more curious. And a great way to do that is to literally say the words, I'm really curious about that. Tell me more about how that's impacting you. I'm really curious about that. If you did know the answer, what would you say? I'm really curious about that. So you you say the words, I'm really curious about that. Maybe even say that in part of your conversations over the next week or so, or even today. Use the words, I'm really curious about that. And when you say the word, I'm really curious, it turns up that curiosity dial up to like a 10 and you crank that baby up. And every single time I've done that, we always allow, it always unlocks the conversation for it to move forward. Does that make sense? Part of an influence model when you're influencing someone is that there are two functions in a, in a influential conversation. There is pacing and there is leading. And the creating space for your clients, turning up your curiosity is part of the pacing part of a conversation. So pacing is really getting in, into rapport with the person. Leading is moving them beyond their current limits or beyond their current uh, comfort zone. And so the pacing part is creating the space, is allowing for the unknown, allowing for the uncomfortable, creating space for the silence, allowing for the pause. And so I'd encourage you, you can even practice this in a, in a regular conversation. Rather than jump in and add your advice, literally say nothing. Just look at them, nod, acknowledge them. Don't do like, yep, yep, yep. Like like you don't react fast. Just allow space. You can, I'm even doing it in the podcast, right? Just allow some space in the conversation and it allows the conversation to flow a lot more effectively. So the first thing I would encourage you to do to be a really good coach to your clients is allow space for them to talk and explore what's going on for them. Turn up your curiosity dial. That will make a big difference. The second strategy is to look for the underlying belief. 
And so you need to go belief spotting, all right? You need to go out, imagine, uh, have you ever done where, where maybe you've bought a new car and you get on the road and you notice that the car that you've bought is everywhere. <laughs> it's like you noticed it before, but after you've bought it, you're like, oh my gosh, these cars are everywhere. Now, were they always there anyway before you even bought the car? Yes, they were. But what happened was you turned on your reticular activation system, which is your, known as your RAS. It's the part of your brain that notices what you're noticing, right? It, it, it notices, it focuses on what you turn up in your noticing uh, acumen. And so what I want you to do is turn up your ability to notice a belief. Now, how do you spot a belief? How do you spot that car? Anytime someone says the word because, there will usually be, most of the time, a belief that goes after it. Now, it may not sound like a belief initially, but 99% of the time, it's a belief. Now, the person is, the, the person may think it's a fact, but most of the time, they've just believed that thing for so long that it, that They've, in their mind, made it a fact. But that fact, which is actually a belief, uh, is a limiting part of them making progress, right? So it could be something like this. I can't, I can't grow my business. You know, I'm really struggling to grow my business because I'm just starting out. So they'll say something like that, right? And that, it, that in their mind, is a fact. But the problem is, is that they have linked they can't grow their business to equal because they're just starting out. So they'll say the word because in between. It could be, I can't run a successful webinar because I'm not a confident speaker, right? So people link these two things together. I don't, can't do this because I have this or because I've done this. They, you might say, I can't be successful in business because I have been divorced in my past. I can't be successful in business because I've gone bankrupt previously. I can't be successful in business because I've been in jail. Now, I'm giving all these different random examples. They may or may not be relevant to you. But, it, but this is the thing is that the because, the, the, the belief at the end is actually completely irrelevant to the first part of the sentence. And so what you have to do as a coach is you have to learn how to, first of all, spot the belief, right? which is the because. Anything that comes after the word because, you spot the belief. And then you allow space and ask better quality questions to essentially uncouple, detach that because word that linked the first part of the sentence to the second part of the sentence. Does that make sense? And so the, the second strategy to being a really good coach is learning to spot a belief, learning to, and they're usually it's spotting a limiting belief, right? Now you can reinforce really positive beliefs because sometimes people will say positive beliefs, but most of the time what you're looking for is, is to spot a limiting belief that comes up in one of your clients. So they'll say the word, because I'm just starting out. And so part of your journey is learning to, first of all, acknowledge that. And so you can even just reflect back to the client and say, so what I'm hearing is that you're telling yourself that your, you as, as someone who's starting out means that you can't be successful. Now, by the way, sometimes a lot of the times when you reflect it back, they'll go, oh, actually, 
when I hear that now from you, that kind of doesn't make sense. So it's actually even starts to what we call scratching the record. So scratching the record is like, imagine a, like a record player and you start to scratch the record. Do you remember CDs? <laughs> Do you remember CDs? How good were they, right? CDs. And it was always like, don't scratch the CD. <laughs> and do you remember those CDs, like your favorite CD? And it has absolutely got demolished. And you would put it in the CD player and it would just spin, right? It would just spin. You're like, come on, come on, play the CD, right? And it wouldn't play. That's what you want to do with your clients' minds on their limiting beliefs. And so when you get good at this, what you're going to start to do is you're going to start to scratch the record, right? Or you could say scratch the CD. Do you remember when like the old CDs, like if you ever scratch something with like, if, uh, uh, like a nail or something like that and you're like, oh my gosh, right? That's what you need to do for your clients' minds in their limiting beliefs. So that what happens is they go to play that old CD and it just spins. It doesn't actually register anymore. So a great coach is able to scratch the record so that that old belief can't be played anymore, which is what, you know, the example of what I gave right at the start with, with one of my elite coaching clients, that's what we really did. We, we scratched the record. And then because we scratched the record, she couldn't play that old belief, which allowed her to have the space to step into her true identity, her true essence, which was already there, but it was covered up with an old belief. Does that make sense? So that's number two. The third big thing is, is the third strategy to be a, be, a, be a better coach is at the core of coaching, which is to ask better questions, to ask better questions. And I think one of your main skills as a coach is to learn how to ask transformational-based questions. There is a really great foundational coaching model. It's referred to as the GROW model. The GROW model has been around for decades, I'm pretty sure. It's a, it's a foundational model that uh, coaching, a lot of coaching is built on. And, and I think it's a great one to start with. If you don't use the GROW model, uh, then it, this is a great one to start with. And even if you're a somewhat advanced coach, I think it's really great to revisit and to explore because it has some really great questions. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to get access to my grow model. So I'm going to give you access to this for free. So if you don't have a coaching model that you use with your clients, just go and download mine, right? So if you go to colinboyd.co forward slash grow, you'll be able to download for free access to my grow model that I've written the questions based on this grow, based on this grow model, right? So even as you're listening right now, I'd encourage you to go download that and use it in your next, use it in your next coaching session. And you're going to be, you're going to be amazed at how powerful this is. Uh, it can act, it can be very fast and it really unlocks uh, transformation in your clients. So let me just explain it to you briefly. But like I said, make sure to go and download it. The link will be in the show notes as well. So we'll load that up for a limited time while, you, while you've got access to the podcast here. So the, the GROW model is built on that exact word, GROW. It's an acronym. So G stands for goals, R for reality, O for options, and W for way forward. And there are all different ways that you can explore this. 
but usually what I like to start with is before I get into the grow model, I'll start with some sort of exploratory question. So it could be, so tell me about the problem that you're facing right now in one or two words, sorry, one or two sentences, right? So I just get people to just explore. So tell me about the problem in one or two sentences. So it's like a high level contextual idea. And then I go straight into the grow model. So the goals is I want them to picture what they want. So I'll give you some examples. It could be, so how would you like the situation to be? What would be a great outcome for you? And how will you know when this is successful or it's complete? Right? These are three questions that you could ask that are in my grow model uh, download, by the way. You can ask those, like even if you just ask those three questions, it's going to really help people to have a focus of their future. Then once they've explored that, and you can feed back to them what they're saying, you move into the reality. So the reality is you start to explore what's going on. And in the, in the download, you'll see there's about 10 questions you can ask in the reality, but I'll give you a few right now. A great question is, so what's missing in the situation? What have you attempted to do so far to transform this situation? And what results did you get? What obstacles are in, you, in your way right now that could prevent you from achieving the outcome you want? What are you telling yourself about achieving the situation or the outcome, right? Uh, so I'm, I'm starting to explore what's going on in their reality. You know, what is happening right now that tells you that this is actually really important to you? So we're exploring it from all different ways, their reality and what's happening in the situation. Then we move on to the options. And like I said, there's about, I'm looking at it, there's about 10 questions you can ask here, but let me just give you one or two. I love this one. What are three options that you have in this situation? Not what you will do, but what you could do. I love that little frame on the end. What are three options that you have in this situation? Not what you will do, but what you could do. What could you do if you knew you could not fail? I love that question. That's a great one for options. And then you move into the way forward. So something like looking at the options, which actions stand out as being one of the uh, best ways to bring you one step closer to the outcome you want. Or, or looking at those options, what do you feel like is the next best step? What are you committing to, you, what are you committing to today? So when, you have, uh, so when you have that, how will that feel? Right, so starting to explore it. Um, what resources do you need or do you have access to to help you along this journey? Right, we're exploring a way forward. So as you can see, this GROW model, it's a really simple model and it's a nice acronym, but it helps you to explore it. And what happens is as you start to use it more, it's gonna become just unconscious, like intrinsic in how you coach people and your, your clients are gonna get better results. They're gonna have better, better experiences with working with you. Your people are gonna stay longer and they're just gonna love getting coached by you. So let's review what we've covered today. Three strategies. Number one, create space for your clients, right? Turn up your curiosity. Number two, look for underlying beliefs. Notice them, repeat them back to them and start to scratch the record. And you can start to scratch the record by using a great coaching model like the GROW model. And we went through the GROW, which is goals, reality, options, and way forward. Like I said, I've created my own one and you can download that at columnboy.co forward slash GROW. Now, can I ask a favor? If you've found this helpful, could you please either share it with a friend? Uh, like if you think, wow, this would be really powerful for someone else I know in the coaching industry, I think they would find this valuable. 
why don't you just send a text to a friend uh, and let them know that they should take a listen to this episode. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is if you haven't left a review for the podcast, could you go down and leave a, a written review? I always read them. Uh, it's really encouraging when I read all the reviews and I just appreciate you guys being a part of the community. And if you take a screenshot of that review and send it to me inside my DMs in uh, Instagram, just at Colin Boyd, I'll send you over a course that we normally charge $197 for completely for free, just for leaving a review as a thank you present. Uh, so guys, I trust this has been valuable. Three strategies for becoming a better coach. I think coaching is a really important skill that you need to learn if you want to grow your coaching industry, your coaching business and your expert business. Because I do know that a lot of people get into this industry not going through any sort of life coaching diploma or anything like that, which is totally fine. But I think you should learn those skills. It'll just make you a better coach and see better, better results with your clients. Guys, I trust this has been helpful. Make sure you are following the podcast. And I look forward to seeing you again next week on The Expert Edge. Bye for now. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.